I feel like <laughs> this is not going to be a fantastic episode. This is going to. Oh, it's probably going to suck. Because one, none of us have any clue what just happened. Oh, I shit. was paying attention. Uh, two, I don't know about you. I don't know or about you. you or but you. I'm a little more drunk than I want to be. And I have not even finished my drink because Harish filled the glass half full with vodka. Can we just not do a recap and just like do a plot summary instead? We can, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's fine. No, I think we should recap it. I disagree. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... And welcome to Tipsy Terror, the podcast where we get drunk and watch a horror movie and talk about it while we're still drunk. And we play clips like this one. That's a shitty snake tattoo, am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I've never had like a mass amount of dried blood on me, though. We should have watched DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp, first of all. And that, that was a great clip that happened you, you just that now. Clip in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we we uh, still have our hoopla connected to the Google Chrome. So just, just playing random movies, movies that, that like are available movie. on Hoopla, and uh, it's a fun time. Um, okay, should have yeah. been there. Hotel for dogs. Did somebody turn oh, that it's off? Disconnected. Uh, no. Hoopla knew we were talking. About it. <laughs> probably, I was like, no talking shit in my house. Probably disconnected. So now we get to watch the equally distracting Google, Google. Uh, Chromecast. Some Chromecast of us can't have a Hoopla random. account because we have previously had three hundred dollars in library fines. No, it's clearly because you've had the card since before Hoopla was the thing. I think I seriously. Think I'm on to them. <laughs> she says, tapping her literal tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> They're out today's- to get me. <laughs> Today's episode is about this movie called The Signal. It's from 2007. And, and no, it's you've very, never heard of it. Hell yeah. It's very low key. Low key. I found this movie on a list of obscure horror movies you should watch. And I read the summary. I was like, that sounds fine. And I watched the trailer. And the trailer was pretty good. And then I looked at the letter rocks. The, the, letterbox reviews and people were like who re- people who like gave it high reviews were like this movie's really good and i was like okay that's why i picked it and with that shall we go into should we start with our be- trivia below the bar which molly is the dd because i it. am the dd, the DD. <laughs> I, hate how I said that i wish i could undo it also if my phone i'm at nine percent because i was watching that cat's trailer again <laughs> <laughs> if my phone dies that's why okay quick sidebar <laughs> Let's talk about the Cats trailer. We have to. So the Cats trailer came out like six hours ago. And we're going to have to cover it for this podcast because it's a horror movie. It is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It's awful. Absolutely. Like, I don't... The shot where it's like head on on Jennifer Hudson singing Memories at the end of the trailer and you actually get a good look at... They literally like clipped her like 
like mouth and eyes and pasted it on like it looks so bad it's so bad so, it's worse than sonic so uncomfortable <laughs> it's a snapchat filter <laughs> that they just extended to people's entire bodies you might have seen so- the sonic trailer and be like no animation can get worse than this and cats was like <laughs> it was like wait sonic they gave us like uh they gave us sonic and we were like don't like it you tried to make it humanoid um we want our cartoons back and then they answered that with Lion King. And we were like, no, that's like once too realistic. No, no expression. Give us our cartoon back, cartoons back. And then they were like, oh, you want more creepier live action? Here you fucking go. The most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Cats the musical. <laughs> Somebody edited the trailer to have the Annihilation music yeah. and also the music from the Us trailer. So good. And it's so funny because it's haunting. How, did you guys watch the teaser to, no, for the trailer? There, so earlier this week, they released a teaser for the trailer. What? And the teaser was literally, it was basically like documentary footage. And it was just like interviews with a bunch of the cast. And they were all like, this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, we put a lot of work into this. Oh this God. is going to be great. Oh, no. <laughs> just remember, we put a lot of work into this. And then there's a part where it's James Corden. And James Corden's like... They use digital fur technology, and so they're cats, but they're also people, and it's, like, just built for entertainment, and it's, it's like, the whole teaser for the trailer is them saying, guys, we put a lot of work into this. Please don't make fun of it. That's essentially <laughs> the subtext of the trailer. It's great. It's so good. It's haunting. I have never seen anything worse. There's the one where the guy's, like, holding the hat, and you see his cat face and his people hands. <laughs> and I don't like it. Somebody tweeted that like the shot of the one chick with the pearls around her neck that's like the ballerina in real life. Um the shot where she like sits at the table and she's holding the giant knife and fork. They were like this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it, when you actually look at the picture you're like I hate this. I think it's important to bring back the best cat shot in film of all time from what we do in the shadows. When they can't get the faces right. They can't get the faces right. <laughs> this is like exactly what that looks like and this is my last comment about it is if you're a person who does drugs do a lot of drugs and go watch it because i i have a personal breakdown that would be a great experience (laughs) could you imagine seeing this while you're on meth how terrifying (laughs) that experience would be (laughs) at that point it's just like kill me (laughs) oh my god anyway uh, below the bar, below the bar trivia. Sorry, <laughs> we, there's probably going to be. Should you plug in your phone? No, it's fine. Okay. We'll get through it. I'll plug it in after this because it's fine. It's fine. I do want to play one clip before we start the trivia. I'll just play it into the mic. It's fine. There's another thing that really like scarred me this week, and so I think it's important to bring that up. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Harish knows what it is. <laughs> Samantha, you know what it is. I'm acting. A powerful rat named Charles Entertainment Cheese. A power- <laughs> and with that, let's get to below the bot trivia. If you need to know Molly's mental state, there, there it is right there just <laughs> laid out for you. Oh, wait, I lost the trivia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's telling you didn't delete it. Oh, I have it. Oh. <laughs> it was gone for a minute okay the opening shot which is the shot at the first part of the movie is from a is a short film from a 
Wait, what are your buzzer noises? Hey, that's my wife. That's my buzzer noise. We all know mine. Okay. Beep. Buzz? Thank (laughs) you. Whatever. I'll die before it's beep. The opening shot is a short film from A, the 48-hour film festival, B, Slam Dance, which is like that thing at Sundance, um, or C, Toronto International Film Festival shorts category. Hey, that's my wife. Yes. Uh, The third one. The Toronto International Film Festival shorts category. No. Is it a 48? Yeah! Wow. It's a 48! Um, Props because, like, I mean, it's not, like, amazing, but, like, that's a lot for a 48. Mm -hmm. It was the guy who did the second part, Jacob Gentry. It's called The Hap Hap Good Story. Hap Hap Good. But, fun fact, this movie did premiere at Sundance in 2007. That's just... It's interesting that they open with that, because I thought that that movie would tie in to being, like... You know, like at the end, the last story was that or something. It might have been a little it, it bit. It didn't. It, it it was just a movie. I'm like, sure if you go back and watch it, maybe it probably noise. had some subtextual connection. But it was just interesting. It wasn't that they really just obvious. opened yeah. a couple minutes with that. All anyway. right, where was this movie filmed? A. Atlanta, Georgia. B. Toronto. Or C. Boulder, Colorado. Biz. Yeah. Toronto. Nope. God damn it. That's my wife. Yeah. Boulder, Colorado. Wrong. Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Derek from Boulder, Colorado. Love you, man. And the city, which is called Terminus. Um, Terminus. It's real? Terminus. It's Terminus. Terminus. Which is the original name of Atlanta. They were going to name Atlanta Terminus. And really? Oh, really? Thank God yeah. they chose the other one. Terminus is a terrible name for I, a city. I don't like it. It also means the end of the railroad or other transportation route or a station such as a point or a terminal. And it also means, sorry, I just had this pulled up. Looking up what the word for lamp is in Spanish. That's not this. This movie oh. that we're doing, by the way, Lampada. we mentioned it before, but it's also Signal 2007. Oh, yeah. There's another Signal from 2014, which mm-hmm. is not the movie that we're doing. Oh, we forgot to mention it in the morning after. I'll put it in. Anyway. Who cares? It um, means a final point in space or time. Yeah. Which I feel like it's cool that the city also references like how she's going to Terminal and Terminus, how it's also the city yeah. where they filmed it. And it's also the end of the world. Yeah. The Terminus. Terminus. It's like they thought this through. (laughs) Unlike some filmmakers in this room. In this room. We haven't thought through. (laughs) Me me next time. Um, (laughs) How long did this movie take to film? Eight days, 13 days, or 20 days? Wow. Okay. That's my wife. Yes. Uh, Option B. 13 days? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, I was going to pick that, but then I forgot that I had to buzz in. Oh my god, wait, did you guys both? No, he's winning. I have one. Oh, I have one. she has one. Oh, shit. And then neither of us got the second question. You don't have a tiebreaker, do you? I don't have a tiebreaker because there's not a lot of trivia for this movie that's like easily transported. (laughs) And, well, I have have a perfect sound clip for this. Mommy, you won this (laughs) round. Next time, if you win a round again, <laughs> and Molly, you won this round by stumping us. Oh no! With the trivia, I can come up with one more trivia. Let's do personal Molly names trivia. Before you do that, I just want to note that when I was re-listening to that episode that featured that original track, I was like, "Why did we let that happen?" I loved it. It was amazing, but I was like, "Why did that go on?" It's- absolutely thank you james for that that music (laughs) i thought the opposite i thought we should have a song that plays when somebody wins (laughs) yeah a custom one yeah each person gets to pick it's kind of like baseball how they all have their walkout song we should have like their you want trivia song all right molly what's the personal trivia 
Oh, what's the last movie I watched? Mm, I feel like I should yesterday. No, that was like that was. I was no, I was talking about when. Sorry, liar. A couple days ago. I feel like you definitely talked to us about this. No, it was yesterday. It was the 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 day you the mean you Mask watched of the yesterday, Red or you watched the movie yesterday. What what did you hear? Mask of the Red Death. That is it. Oh fuck! <laughs> you. And so I'm the winner. So you have to <laughs> finish your winner. drinks, Samantha. I was literally on your letterbox today. <laughs> and today's it. episode is about Signal from if 2007. When I asked that question, I forgot what the movie I watched was. And I was thinking Phantom of the Paradise. And then I realized what it was. All right. So signal from 2007. It's time for our recap. I don't want to recap this movie. I have the clock. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? Okay. Before we do the recap, it's worth mentioning this movie is split into three different chapters. Yeah. And each chapter is directed by a different director yeah. and written by a different director. So each like part of the movie, they're related, but they all have like very different like plot lines individually and like in the chapters and tones. It's like very weird. So I think we should hit this at like as short and sweet in each chapter as possible because if we spend too much time fixing I'll be detail AJ Bowen. it's not gonna work you're gonna be crispin crispin from oh, your next yeah crispin from your next is in this and that's all he's ever gonna be to me so okay you guys pick do you have a preference? there's two girls and three be, other um, men the um jack quaid yeah thank you jack quaid it's not actually jack quaid but at the end of the movie molly and i determined that it was Who's Jack Quaid? The um boyfriend. Okay. Um, the side hoe. Yeah. I guess I'll be um. What's her name? The girl. Maya. 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 What about the other one? I can be both of them. You're both the They're girls. They're never in the. You're gonna be Jack Quaid and. I'll be Clark. Clark and I'm Lewis, aka AJ Bowen, and I am uh the guy from the first segment who helps out. And you want to just anyway. like fill in. Yeah. Okay. So. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's Jack? Oh, so Jack Quaid and Cold I... open. Wait, cold open. Oh. There's a killer and they kill and then static and it's it just a movie on to... TV. And then it's like and weird warpy shit. Warpy yeah. shit on the TV. And I wake up next to my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, something's weird with the TV. And then I'm like, oh, whatever. Get back to bed. Wait, what time is it? It's time. Fuck, time to I get got... a watch. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Sorry. I gotta go. Um, I gotta go. Okay, bye. You gotta give me the mix CD. I give you a mix CD. Look, listen to this. It's really great. And then I do. And then I leave. And, and then... drive by Incubus Place. Yeah. Oh, I wish. Is that what place? No, it's not. Okay. Um, anyways, we go and um, I go home and I'm like talking to neighbors. Everyone's being rowdy and shit. And then I get home and... My I'm, wife. Like, Where have you been? I was out with the girls. The girls? Who were you out with? The what girls. were you drinking? Vodka. Who was there? I How many drinks did you have? How much dollars Seven. did you spend? What 30. were you doing? Okay. Anyway, I believe you gonna, for now. I'm going to take a shower. You go take a shower. And, and while then, all this is happening, there's still the way, weird our, stuff on the TV. Our TV is broken and we got some guys here fixing it. My friends. Um, and then I see my friend and I'm like, hey, stop swinging that bat. You almost hit my wife. That's my wife. Hey, stop swinging that bat. Uh, are you trying to fuck my wife? Fuck you. And then I grab the bat from him and I fucking slam him in the head. And I'm like, hey. Hey, the- 
take a shower. No. And then I slam him and kill him. And then the fr- the other friend knocks you out. And so I'm now dead. I freak out and I run out to the hallway to get help. And then, oh my God, there's all this murder happening. And there's this guy. And then I'm like banging on the neighbor's door and she answers. It's and then okay, she, it's okay. and then she tries to choke it's me okay. out and I'm like, Ugh. and then she gets killed. And then the other neighbor guy gets distracted and I lock myself in the apartment overnight. And then the next day, next day, I am the other guy and I find you the friend that knocked the out the friend that knocked out, uh, Crispin, Crispin. Uh, and I'm like, uh, are you are you do have it? Are you crazy? Are you one of the crazies? No, I'm not. Okay. I believe you. I don't I didn't believe you at first, but now I believe you. And then I tell you my story and everyone's going crazy around me. This guy like hit me in the head with a hammer cuz he thought I was crazy. Okay. But I'm not. And then I killed him and then so let's go. Let's go. We're saying so we're driving. So we got a car um and then but as we're getting in the car, we see someone and then I get shot and then mm-hmm. I go into the car and we're driving away and I'm like um uh wait are you okay i'm fine are you okay i'm fine wait are you crazy I'm, no i'm not i'm uh, fine what are you doing i'm fine and then i start like hitting you or something yeah. maybe and then i'm like fuck this and i wreck the car to kill you and then no. i i get out and uh, then i don't have it i i bump into good old clark here and he's like where are you going and i'm like i'm going to the terminal don't follow me bye and then i leave and then transmission two. It's time for transmission two. And then we. Uh, it's me. We cut What's to. What's my name? Anne? It's. Um, Anna? Anna. Anna in her apartment. So Clark comes in. Clark. Who's Clark? Who's playing Clark? Molly. Oh, me. I come in and I'm like, oh my God, what happened to Ken? So then I tell this whole story about how Ken and I were like so excited for our New Year's party. And then he started acting weird because he watched the transmission. And then. Um, I had to kill him with a fucking bicycle air balloon pump thing. And we'll talk about that later. It's fucking crazy. So anyways, I kill him and like, I'm mentally not great. So we put Ken in the bedroom. Knock, knock, knock. Knock. Hey, it's me. Party guests. Yeah. It's me. Um, uh, Lewis. My name is Lewis. Um, I didn't order an exterminator. I'm just here. here. Oh, Hey, my wife. My wife, you're um, here. No, she's... Oh, it turns out I've been hallucinating. Don't anyway, Clark's eyes. I'm still hallucinating oh, you as my wife. Nice. And then a bunch of stuff happens, and a new guy comes in. Who's this new guy? Bitch. Random guy. And then I kill him, and then I'm like, oh, that's my wife. And hey, you, you're fucking my wife. And I'm I, not fucking like, your wife, dude. You're crazy. hit you in the head, and then I kill the girl, and then... With before fucking- this, I kind of explained that this like signal on the TV yeah. is like really fucking with society and how right. people are acting and thinking. Yeah. And then like you kill us, and... And then I me. hit you both, and then I'm about to do something else very violent when... Cut to it's the third transmission. Oh, well, hi, um, it's me. I come in and um, Jack Quaid knocks beat the shit out, out at the end of that, and then it, now we're or in the do third I? Transmission. I don't. But then it's me and also me Clark, and we're like, we gotta find Maya. So we are in the third one, and we're oh, working wait, wait. together. We skipped over. Uh, um, the third transmission picks up where the first transmission ends, where Jack Quaid comes in on Crispin, oh, and yeah. um the uh crispin knocks out jack quaid but then we're back at the house where she's at. and that's when you realize that maya's having an affair with me yeah isn't that yes so um you're fucking my wife we're back and i'm trying to figure out where maya is and i'm using clark's help and so we're both working to like figure out where she's going and she's going to terminal 13 and all this crazy stuff is happening but then we're like fuck it we got to go to terminal 13 so we do yeah and we think we find her and like and i turn around and my face is gone but it's just a dream 
it's a hallucination. So we're like, fuck, we got to trick the signal, put on the tinfoil hats. Like, There's also a just... part where you talk to a disembodied head. Yeah, that's yeah. just Skip that. bananas. And so we go and we find Maya and she's like duct taped to a chair. And then the I'm TV. back and it's me and you're fucking my wife and I'm fighting you. No, I'm not fucking your wife. You're the cuckold. And I don't know. I'm mad I at trick you. you. And then you're like, oh, she never loved you. And then I'm like, uh, look at this TV that she's staring at. And then I punch the TV and die. Yeah. And then I scoop up Maya and we go and we go to safety. Or do we? Because it's kind of ambiguous because it also ends with me just putting headphones on her and leaving. So we don't know if that happened before or after. Are they alive? Are they safe? Who fucking knows? And that's the end, right? Yes. This movie is really hard to recap, I should say. A lot of stuff happens, and it's in three parts, so it's kind of weird. And um, it's hey, we really... made it. I just want to know. We made it under seven minutes. <laughs> have we ever done that before? We have once before, I'm pretty sure, but I can't Ooh. remember what the movie is. Anyways, continue. Um, It's also, like, as a side effect of the signal, like, corrupting people's brains, Um, it causes people to have, like, hallucinations and um, paranoia yeah. and, like, just like craziness so they're not sure if like things that are happening to them are real or like imagined and in turn like like the filmmaking style also makes it unsure to the audience right whether the things happening to the characters are real or not so this recap like trying to sift through is a nightmare (laughs) yeah so um this movie uh it starts with well okay so there's the three parts as you mentioned but before the three parts there's just a random Footage from a short film that's basically just a killer. Like, it's like one of those Cabin in the Woods storylines. Um, and then there's a bunch of, like, static. And it's a signal that's driving everyone insane mm-hmm. and causing them to act very violently. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, any initial thoughts? I really liked it. Sorry, I was writing down notes. Um, what notes were you writing down? Stuff I'll talk about later. Oh. It like kind of reminds me if like they did a Black Mirror episode mm-hmm. in the 2000s before where we are at like technologically now. Because right. this movie's from 2007. Yeah. Which I think is like we should talk about that a bit later, like technology and all that shit. But um, yeah, if they had done Black Mirror in the early 2000s, I feel like this is what an episode might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is very much yeah, Black actually, Mirror. You're- entirely right on that i mean it's just like a television transmission that drives people crazy which is um i don't know how do you guys feel about uh mm, like just technology being evil that's like a very common uh concept in horror i'll let you do well i'll let you do your thing first but i'm gonna say i i'm gonna go at that from two different angles but molly you go first i don't know because I wasn't really going to address what you were going to say. I just think um, the relationship with technology and media is really different because our relationship with technology has evolved mm-hmm. to be at a really unhealthy place, mm-hmm. I think. And so we're so codependent with technology. Like, we're at a point now where we can't live without, like, yeah. modern, like, appliances and modern lifestyle. And um, it's really interesting. Like, th- I'm gonna take a tangent for a second. Go Instagram ahead, you is doing are going this thing. on the exact tangent that I'm about to. So Instagram is doing this thing where they're taking down the like feature, and I am so happy about it's it. It's awesome because like they realize it's really detrimental to people's health, and also um, kind of going off that, like Maddie Healy has a quote I really like. Um, 
we're so far in the shit with technology that you can't take it away. Like and now that we're kind of realizing that like having this much access to everything going on in the world and like being exposed to like all of people's thoughts, all of people's criticisms all the time isn't healthy for you. Like, but you can't take it away because you've already given it to the people. So like, what are you to do? Um, there's this really great album. <laughs> I like that like talks about the relationship we have with technology. He it's much called did like, not never mind. I was gonna say he did a speech about this, but he didn't. He he did just like a really fitting speech in the movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'll get to that later. Um, it's called a brief inquiry into online relationships about how we um as people deal with uh, technological relationships. It's worth listening to. I know I talk about it a lot on this podcast. There's also this um track on the song called "The Man Who Married a Robot." I feel like it's really good. It's a that's like. It's a good, that's a good track whenever you're like, you need to hear that. Yeah. Oh, I, and I need to hear it a lot. <laughs> and that's kind of, yeah. That's Because I'm good... being kind of judgy, but I'm also like, I admit that I feel like I am too personally dependent on like the internet and I don't think my like relationship with technology is like very good, mm-hmm. but like, I also don't know how to change my lifestyle because it's so ingrained in like everyday use for what we do, like looking at phones and looking at like TV and like listening to the radio and like consuming media like it's so a part of like culture now of how we get like information and how we get like media that we consume so here's my (laughs) sorry i've got two points here she stood up (laughs) one samantha's doing (laughs) i'm doing stand-up right now you're doing a a, what's the deal what's it called slam poetry slam Slam poetry (laughs) no so here's the thing is there there have been times where I've seen something that's like commenting on technology that I'm like, they have a valid point. Mm-hmm. But my problem with commenting on technology and media is one, media is technology, so mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Two, like technology is evolving like on the daily, to be honest. So like your comment on technology is probably not gonna be relevant in a couple of years. It, or if it is relevant, it's relevant of, oh, that's how they felt in the past, but here's how it is now. So it's yeah, like, is it, so weird. is it actually like worth your time to do something like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like this movie is, I'm not going to say it's basically blaming violence on media, but there is a kind of very obvious subtext that's blaming yeah. violence in media. and But it's kind of like, that's not really true that's just your kind of like moody take on it yeah you know but so like i because i feel like there's episodes of black mirror and we're gonna probably talk about (laughs) black mirror on and off several times throughout this episode (laughs) just because it's kind of relevant in this but i feel like there's episodes in black mirror where you're like yeah they're right and that's actually like a true statement for like probably all the time but then there are other times when you're like shut the fuck up yeah and i i don't I wouldn't really call this movie like a shut the fuck up thing, but I definitely think that like making a story about, oh, technology is evil. It's like, shut the fuck. Like, we're in the point where we are so like you mentioned, like dependent is the proper word. Like we are dependent on technology, but it's also because like, and that's not a bad thing. Like technology has like opened the world for us. And yet, yeah, there's negative effects. Like you talked about, like, instagram and stuff like that like yeah there's negative effects on mental health but also technology has like opened the world and now you can like literally get anything you need at your fingertips anything 
is like right there. I don't like going outside, so bring me everything here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then like also I would say like technology can help inspire the need to go other places. Like you see a picture online and you're like, I want to go to that. I want to go and to then, that. Yeah. You want to go to that city? Fucking that'll like seeing that and if it wasn't for technology, you wouldn't have that. So like I think that there are good stories that are like fun to watch, but I think that technology like stories about technology being bad are kind of washed up to me like it's time to move on this movie though is from 2008 so it's probably pretty relevant to be made when it was because we were going through a pretty big technological change at the time i feel like that's fair yeah and i also think it's important to consider it's from 07 oh 07 yes it's, it's like the same on, thing it says 2008 in hoopla i think Does it, it was, really i think it was yeah, like released in was sundance like in 2007 one and then of those like you where, got like yeah. 2008 okay. wide release they did have to delay the release because they couldn't get the rights to only read song so i think it might be that yeah. this movie's from 2007 and that was the big kind of thing back in like the early 2000s is like tv is like rotting the brains of everyone around um and like violence in media is all because of television. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting, like your comment on like, is it fair to comment on that when we are so far ahead technologically? And I think it is because there's no way I feel like they could have um, known where we would be. There's no way. Yeah. In years, we're literally over a decade from this movie being made. It's crazy yeah. to think about how far like the leaps in technology are. But I also think this movie's kind of aware that it's like a criticism. If that makes sense, because they do keep showing us as the audience, like the the signal. So I think they're aware that what they're doing is like, yeah, we're like making a commentary on it. But also like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like self-referential, mm-hmm. like within the movie. So I don't know, it's cool for me. I, I tend to agree with what you said, Samantha, where. Well, first of all, like fear of technology is like a pretty common trope in horror um like you think of frankenstein that's that's fear of technology that's fear of technology really yeah because like modern science a modern Mm. prometheus and then you think about prometheus it's fear (laughs) of knowing stuff like even i don't know what prometheus is prometheus is um prometheus was a greek um he was a titan who stole fire and then told the secret of fire to the humans so that humans could have fire and mm. then he got punished by the gods because he's the one of that. that had to keep rolling the no no he, god damn it i get them mixed he, up he's tied to um a mountain and then he he's he's a titan right so like he's immortal so every day an eagle comes down and pecks out his liver and then it regrows by the next day because he's immortal and then the eagle comes back and pecks out his liver so that's how he's tortured and then he was saved by Hercules, according to the myth. But one of my greatest dreams is to actually be able to like know everything for specifically Greek mythology. Greek mythology I just is know, very like, yeah. Literally everything about it. But Greek that's the, so the story Slaps. of Prometheus, <laughs> Prometheus is about humans getting a form of technology like fire, which I guess is the it, original technology. Yeah, it, oh but God. even so, you got fire. You got fire. Well, fire and like. Fire, the, yeah, cooked got, meat fire, is original what technology. caused humans to turn oh into wheel. Fire, then wheel. <laughs> That's technology. Fire, then wheel. Wheel is the new AirPods, bitch. It, um, it was the original the AirPods. Original no, AirPods. but even if you look at the Bible, like, um, what kicked, what <laughs> kicked, ask. what kicked, um, <laughs> Adam and Eve got kicked out of uh, paradise because they ate from the tree of knowledge. So, like, fear of so knowledge is. Me. Like, I'll get kicked out from the tree. 
if I read the terms and conditions. Yes. Oh hell yeah! If you read the Apple, that's why we don't read them. Sure. If I read the terms, man, they're gonna kick me out of this mortal plane. I bet I fucking will. Fear of science is like a very old meme it's literally like <laughs> the original trope oh my yeah. god i love that you brought up the bible <laughs> because that allegory like eve ate the apple and now everybody has iphones has whoa whoa apples. whoa what i think there's something there <laughs> i'm saying this while i'm wearing a tinfoil hat so nobody in this room is taking me seriously you're gonna set some kind of like conspiracy theorist off <laughs> i look crazy but i don't think apple is good for us <laughs> in the biblical way and the tech way don't so. eat fruit get scurvy like the rest of us get hip so i think if you're my- really woke you have scurvy <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry i have just derailed by this. that so <laughs> yeah i mean like fear of technology is a common trope um but uh i think like in modern times I agree with both sides. I agree, like, for sure, technology has changed the world in ways that are, like, irreversible. Like, to the point where we're so dependent on it. But we are dependent on it because it legit, like, makes life easier. Like, banking... Like, imagine if you had to write down every transaction that you did with you your fucking to, card. like, 20 years ago? Yeah, like, it's it's impossible. Like, technology makes life so much easier. And um, it also, like, expands your horizon. Like, um, when you think about even a 100, 100 years ago, the people generally just knew who they were hanging out with they read a newspaper which maybe had some information about what was happening around the world but like now we have like you can just look up any place in the world and you know what's going on right there right now because of technology you really only had like local news and if it was featured yeah i don't think that's healthy i think it is i think it's great because current events it's really healthy okay yeah current events but I feel like in our climate now where everything we see is negative, a, yeah. like a majority of the news that we hear is really like negative. Well, that's it like is really damaging to people's mental health you're to hear it on a all tangent. the time. Cause like that's, constantly that's like, um, that's news media habits from way back in the day. Okay. Um, before it's, it's all about sensation. Well, it starts from back in the day and then it has like grown into this, like, demon of sensationalism but it's because like it's like all about like competing with each other the more scandalized the story is or the oh, yeah, more like terrifying too <laughs> the more terrifying the story is the better your ratings are gonna be and like that's been a thing since like really like multiple channels and networks or even just multiple like newspapers have been like it's always been a thing but the problem is now we have so many that it's like to the extreme like you right. gotta basically show like a beheading to be relevant so my point is that we we've reached a point in society where we have an infinite amount of information just at our fingertips like you log onto the internet and everything's available which is great because like literally I could find out the truth about anything at any moment, but it's also like problematic because people like there's a lot of lies on the internet and stuff. Um, I just, I don't think that we were supposed to be able to emotionally handle like that. I don't think we were supposed to be able to do anything. (laughs) I I don't think there's no goal for humanity, but ultimately see it as like 
I think Molly's right in the sense that there's a lot of negativity and it's really bad. And just from a calm perspective, um, do you guys know Mean World Syndrome? No. No. You familiar? Mean World Syndrome is, um, it especially happens for people who watch mostly news as their media. Um, And then also people who are, (laughs) who mostly watch horror movies. <laughs> and it's this convincing that media does to you where um especially if your social interaction is on the low and your media consumption is on the high um you have a tendency to think that the world is out to get you and so not meaning that like it's like final destination or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. but meaning that you are convinced that crime is higher than it is and that your likelihood of being kidnapped is much higher than it actually is and it makes you just scared that any kind of outer outside of your doorstep is going to harm you in a certain way and this happens like i said a lot with people who watch a lot of media that has to do with news and where molly is bringing up that consuming news around the world is negative that is a huge um that's like studied on and it's entirely true so like i do think that technology in a way has that kind of negative effect but in the terms for me of um education capabilities yeah that's where i agree with yeah like i just think that it's really incredible that if i'm curious about a certain topic i can literally open up this four by like this two by four like thing in my tablet and those measurements are wrong because i'm really bad at measuring things um this thing in my hand and i can just click some buttons and the thing i want to know i can know then right and then also in terms of communication i think it's incredible that i have best friends from texas that i have not seen in person in three years right and I talk to them every single day. Yeah. So like there is a certain turn. There's a certain thing of technology psychologically can be bad. But in terms of like mental and um, educational capacity, you there's a lot of growth. So it's like right. there's a give and a take. Yeah. I, I think it's about like balance. Technology, like every other aspect of human society, has good and bad yeah issues like there are a lot of advantages to the internet um and there are a lot of disadvantages to the internet which is like very um like obvious in our modern day considering the society we live in where fake news is a concept like a literal term that we've come like fake news when you say it when trump says it it's not really what actually like the 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 term fake news was started by democrats who were pointing out that there are a bunch of um websites online that promote uh false news that um uh can easily influence people mm-hmm. who are um not as like <laughs> online literate mm-hmm. um well that's another thing media literacy and then uh our guy big topic and then trump turned it into um uh everyone who says bad stuff about me is fake news and so like i think we've reached a point in society where there's so much power in technology that it can influence people both in good and bad ways i don't i don't know i don't think i don't i think 
saying that technology is just bad is a very um like uh it's a closed-minded way of thinking but um for sure like technology has bad aspects but there are is good in that as well you know i i definitely agree with you i was just giving you a hard time oh yeah for sure no but your point was valid and your point was like because i don't think it's all good yeah like obviously like i think that the benefits of being able to like look up anything you want is awesome but i also think there is a drawback that like our generation is experiencing like negative effects of that that like other generations who grow up not having this technology for sure don't yeah have. even like myself like i have noticed that i have um a worse attention span just yeah. in general because like there's just so much going on in the world that like you know i can't focus on one thing because i always want to find what the next new thing is i think there is generally a positive impact because of technology except on the term of um self Does, so like Sure, there's, like, education for self. That's really good. But, like, like emotional self. And then also, um, like you mentioned, like, your attention span. So, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, your ability to enjoy uh, your immediate surrounding. Like, mindfulness? Yeah, mindfulness. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. So, I think those are where there's a negative impact. But even, like, people like to criticize... Tech- they like to criticize and blame technology for the reason that when you're in a room full of people, like, you're not interacting with them. But, not like... True. If you look back in history, that's always been a thing. Nobody's wanted to talk to anybody. Right. Ever. <laughs> and like, um, you know, a lot of things is like people like to shit on like you don't spend time with your family. It's like, well, if your family sucks, you're not going to spend time with them. And if you like your family, you're going to spend time with them. Right. Like that's just how that and works. The other thing is like online relationships are just as real as real relationships. <laughs> like if you're <laughs> friends with someone just from their Twitter feed, like you can have a strong enough connection to them even if you like don't see them in real life. I interact Let's with people all the time. Let's conduct a brief inquiry into that. <laughs> yeah, like but it's it's a positive thing. There are some people yeah. who need that, you know. Yeah. I I I think like a lot of people like shit on like oh you're just stuck on your online you're not like focusing on your real life around you but like Online is real life at this point. Oh, my God. Absolutely. (laughs) And I do think, like, online relationships are, like, 100% valid and important part of, like, modern social connection. Yeah. But they shouldn't replace, like, human interaction. You need to talk to a person every now and then. You need to touch another human being just to feel feel something. You don't need to, but for most people, it is a, a, a... It is a need. You know what I mean? Um... So we've been talking about tech. Oh my god, let's get back to the movie. But we I was watched. about to say we should probably loop back into the actual movie itself. What, what time are we at now? Um, forty-five. Oh my minutes, god! Almost. Sorry, we didn't oh talk about the movie, no. but this is relevant because the whole movie is um, it's about a signal, um, the titular signal. The titular signal. It's it tur- it instantly turns people violent. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just talk about, instead of talking about like that, let's talk about some elements of the movie. Um, do you guys have anything that really jumped out at you that you'd like, we'd like to discuss? You like that one shot where like, um, he's hallucinating. Oh my God. Wait. One shot. That's fucking cool. And he's crazy. It's the woman, not her. Yeah. 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 Holy fuck. Yeah. He's just hallucinating his life. 
This is great. It's all one Oh, shot. yes. Oh, uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. This this movie um in a lot of parts of this movie, like it is hallucinations because apparently the signal causes you to hallucinate things. And so there's a shot where it's where um AJ Bowen, his character Lewis, um he it's in transmission 2. <laughs> um he enters the scene and like he sees the other woman as his wife so anything she does he just sees his wife there um but the way they m- achieved it like in the movie is really well done because it's all like a single take and it's very obviously like there's no special effects it's just camera tricks where like the one actress comes in and then uh it like pans over to show the other guy and then it pans back and then the other actress is hugging AJ Bowen and then it like pans around. So it's all like one single take, but it's like very effectively done. It reminded me there's um a scene in eternal sunshine and spotless mind where um stuff like that happens where the actress ducks behind the that's camera the and stuff. entire series of sense eight like yeah, that's where my sure. mind goes really yeah. have you seen sense i haven't seen sense eight um do you know the concept oh, you should no it's you would people, love it it's oh, i know it's like gay right oh it's so it's gay, gay but it's yeah. so gay um but <laughs> and we say that like in the great the greatest like, way, way i can say um it's eight people whose minds are connected so like um emotions and feelings that one's feelings they can all feel but oh. it's kind of like they're all kind of learning it and gone too soon that series was yeah. but there, it, it's a satisfying ending but there are so many practically done shots like this one where you'll be looking and then the camera kind of turns and then you go back and it's like just people and there's a behind the scenes documentary where they show you how they do a lot of it it's uh, so good yeah it's, it's, that's it's, where it's, my it's mind like goes all, all these eight people are connected in their mind so like there's there's gonna be a scene where one of the characters is interacting with someone and then the camera moves around and a different character is in the scene taking the place of that person. Oh like, nice. Just taking over their it's body basically because their minds are connected. That's cool. It's, oh, anyways. Yeah. It's it's really well done and that's that's a good point. Um and that this- was very similar because he sees the other woman as his wife. Um and so basically she takes us place of him in that scene and it's super cool to see this movie had a fifty thousand dollar budget oh really to see like movies with really low budgets like do really cool camera work Oh, for sure yeah like that yeah and um there's another shot i really liked where the guy gets hit over the head and you see the blood splatter like through the window oh yeah the effects were really cool the smallest you see the smallest little bit of blood and i wish it would have hesitated just a little bit more so you could really appreciate it because it was gone so fast yeah maybe that's why it was good i think they did really well with the budget like there there's the shot where it's um aj bowen killing the other um one of the other characters and he like cuts off his head but it's all yeah it's it's shown like they're they're starting to fight and it shows them and then it like pans over to the wall and it shows their shadow and he cuts off the other dude's head with a shovel it's so good it's all in the shadow and then it cuts back to um them just standing across from each other so like it works really well and it's like obviously like very low budget but um they made it like look really good still even with the low budget i also one of the trivia facts they filmed a lot of the train stuff like in the terminals like illegally they didn't have permits oh god good you love to hear it yeah um 
something I want to talk about that's not necessarily about the movie, but, but um, I brought up the poster earlier and you guys were like, what? Um, the poster is kind of like one of those classic posters where you have like the main characters like braced for action. Like think kind of like Avengers poster. You know what okay. I mean? They're not like posed, but they're like ready for action. Um, and it's just like it's the guy, the Crispin guy. We can, I'm never going to not call him Crispin um maya Crispin from your next yeah maya the guy who looks like jack quaid and um one of the other i can't think of who it is the guy who gets decapitated that guy um yeah. it has all of them basically like kind of like looking braced for action except for like maya and the jack quaid guy are like looking like they're in love and it looks like they're like a group of people that's basically like dealing with some kind of apocalyptic situation together so I was ex- I went into this movie expecting um, that, and it was actually about literally every single one of those characters trying to murder each other. So like, do you think that like that poster? Like I just kind of want to talk about posters and because this made me want to talk about this. But um, like, do you think that it's good that that was misleading, or do you think that that was like bad design? I think it's bad. That's well, bad design. I, yeah, should, a poster should kind of like give you a like a hint about what the movie's about. Right. Yeah, I think I also or agree. like directly tell you. Yeah, at yeah. least hint. I agree that it's bad design. Um, I think that it's just because this was a really low budget thing, and it was what they could pull together. Yeah, for sure. But like, I was just it was kind of like um to tie back to all cheerleaders die. It was like promotional material, but also Shutter showed a picture, like when you went on Shutter. And you like brought up all cheerleaders die. The picture you saw was the zombie at the very last second of that movie. Yeah. And so really? I thought, yeah. So I thought that it was going to be a zombie movie the whole time. And it That's wasn't. Not. I saw like the girl sitting in the chair. No. That's yeah. The, first poster the poster is the girl sitting the poster, in the chair. Yeah. But it wasn't the poster. It's like, you know how like Netflix the shows those previews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you got? Yeah, that's oh. what we got was like this girl, the zombie at the very, very end. So I thought right. we were about to watch a zombie movie. And I mean, I ended up enjoying the fuck out of that movie. So, but like it was, I was misled. And so like I, it, it's kind of weird because it's not like the fun of like thinking like a plot twist. It's like, no, I thought I was getting a movie that I didn't get. Right. Um, I think that also is just a problem with marketing in general because like especially if a movie because if you're marketing the movie you don't want to ruin it but you still want people to be interested enough to watch it so like this is something that comes up like fight club is a good example where it's if you watch the trailer for fight club it's gonna be about dudes fighting you know like which is not what the movie's about but it's like low-key what the movie's about but not really the movie well no no no. but i'm saying like that's a plot line it's like the dudes are fighting in the plot yeah you're not like like, the movie's not it's not the same as like uh what's the one where it's <laughs> with the Eminem soundtrack and it's the boxer it's not one of those movies uh, like never, don't Southpaw. Never back down. Oh, sorry, Southpaw the only Eminem movie I know is 8 Mile <laughs> good um the movie I think the movie Southpaw with like Jake they, Gyllenhaal Southpaw that's is, a Jake Gyllenhaal movie there's a movie where it's about a fighter and the main theme is written by Eminem but anyway uh like I feel like if, it's never back down if you watch um like a trailer for like Southpaw or um uh Never Back Down probably or like a, a movie about a boxer it's going to be very similar to a trailer for the movie Fight Club whereas Fight Club 
completely different movie like about a completely different stuff but like that's like there's there's like fight club is a hard movie to promote because yeah, like yeah. you don't want to ruin it but you also like don't want to like explain right you know um and so i think this probably also had the same deal where it's like there's a lot going on in this movie that you don't want to ruin by marketing it badly. So that's why the poster was probably really? bad. I know the for sure. The trailer is like, I knew what it was based on what the trailer was showing me. I haven't seen the trailer. It's like, tells you that the signal, like, it doesn't give away, like, like, it tells you that the signal is making people crazy. Okay. And so like, just, these people are trying to survive the signal. So it's just a badly designed poster is what I'm probably. Getting. Well, I mean, I know for, that like the DVD cover at, at least, and probably the other posters for In Bruges are very bad. It just makes it look like an action movie. Yeah, I like based on that poster, I wouldn't have watched In Bruges yeah, if you yeah. hadn't recommended it. Yeah, In Bruges has very bad poster design and stuff. Um, so, like, I think that like that's just a marketing thing that's very common. Like the like people who make the movie don't always have control yeah. of posters and other marketing material so like that's probably just gonna be bad um uh, i do like that this movie is three different chapters yeah, directed yeah by that was exactly where i was gonna go it's very right. cool to watch i think if everyone could go around and say their favorite part i, re- I really like part number two me too yeah part I, number two is I my favorite part it's two like is a favorite the comedy of the one and it's the most out of place like narratively in like the whole like narrative part of the movie but it like you also it. isn't because it's three parts you have your main characters that are consistent in the first and the third part yeah but then the second part you're kind of like out of that with some new people yeah yeah and it's great um well when the movie when the second part started i was like this is weird because these actors are talking weirdly and acting weirdly to them to e- or to each other um and then like halfway through we like described it as a wes anderson movie version of a horror movie basically that snl sketch that's a wes anderson horror movie um which is essentially what that segment was uh it it like the way that people act is the same way that um the actors act in wes anderson movie where they're very detached and they're very emotionless and it's it's hard to tell whether maybe maybe it was actually like a side effect of the signal but i don't know also because i think that they were just making fun of like how vanilla those people probably were so i think it's like an exaggeration of their lifestyle well at the beginning well there's the flashback of um how the girl kills her husband and (gasps) It's supposed to be them acting normally, but the way they talk to each other is very much, he's like, and that's why you married me. And then, but they're very also emotionless. And then he looks at her and then he's like looking at her very creepily. Um, But it's very much detached from how they would normally act. I think that they were just trying to make a joke out of like vanilla, you know couple like the like all american like cute nuclear couples i think that that's Maybe. what they were going that's personally how i saw it this movie like this is also this um part of the movie that has the best kill Ugh. where the woman jams a balloon like air pumper into her husband's neck and it like 
kills him, but then she like pumps in the, the pump room blood Ugh. spurts out. It's awesome. Uh, too scary. And what do I do? I ne- I've never killed anybody before. What do I do? I'm not gonna fuck around. You know what, what do I do? <laughs> It's the ultimate rat stick, that's what. <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah. Um that's I guess we all agree that that was our favorite. Oh, we so. are really like part two. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like in part two ends very dark. Like <laughs> very dark. But the whole like thing is like you're you really get an understanding of kind of like the mental state of a lot of people in that. Yeah. But it's also just like quirky. I don't know. It was really well done. Like kudos to the director of that part because a direct, right. a different director was for each part. Right. I just think that's neat to do. Um, there's like a mo- isn't there another movie that kind of did that? Did what? What? I Where mean, it's different directors. Yeah. Oh no, it's that like movie about Paris, and each director got a different part Paris of Paris. Japan. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. You, Paris. Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean, there so, are it's like. like anthology movies that are like that like but, there's parisia tem there's also yeah. like i love you new york um which is also like that um and then there are other just like openly like anthology stories there's like tales of halloween yeah. is another one. Oh yeah this was like less of an anthology and like a lot more interconnected than most anthology movies are. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't know um, if I've ever seen a movie that's yeah. like one this narrative much, yeah. and it's like, yeah, like you see movies I, that have like maybe a segment was done with a guest director, like a certain thing. There's like four rooms, which is basically it's directed by four different people, but it's about like this hotel clerk dealing with stuff that's happening in his hotel and each of each room is directed by a different oh, director. Quentin Tarantino did one. Robert Rodriguez did another one, and some other people did other ones. But uh, yeah, four rooms uh, with Tim Roth is like it's essentially a, an anthology movie, but it's just uh, Tim Roth as like <laughs> the hotel. Um, uh, what's the term? Concierge. Concierge. Yeah, and he like has to deal with all this shit going on in the hotel. Um That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Should we what 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 time are we at? Um we're about an hour. Mm. And we have not talked about the movie at all. Well we have I mean we've barely we talked about the main thrust of the movie, which is how technology is evil. Um I wanted to bring up that this is very much a 2007 type of belief because like 2007 was around the time where Hillary Clinton even was saying uh, violent video games are the reason for mass shootings. Which by the way, I just want to comment on record. Massive amounts of studies have proven that that is a very incorrect statement. Right. It does not turn people violent. That being said, there are studies that if somebody is already violent and has violent and aggressive tendencies these do not help them but for the majority of society violent media does not do anything right absolutely nothing just wanted to say that yeah i i agree with that 
Um, I feel like this was a very common fear around that time. Oh yeah, especially. Uh, it was a huge rise in like um, Call of Duty and things like that. It's also like we've reached an era where it's easy to find something horrific online. You can just easily find people being murdered just actual footage of people being murdered or the cats trailer <laughs> the cats trailer yeah, yeah no but like not to make it light yeah but. yeah yeah but um there's a lot that we have become desensitized to or even if we're not desensitized to it like it's easy to find bad stuff online and like there's also like uh people have actively like used online in murders there was the one guy who just killed guy on facebook live there's uh very recently there was someone who what was it there was a story about someone who like posted who like killed some people and then like posted about it on i think it was 4chan uh well there was a while ago there was someone who killed some people and then posted about it on 4chan and like they like investigated that and then found out that that was real like they just this person just posted like like actual photos of like his murder wow on 4chan jesus um and then there was something very similar that happened like like this past week that was like very similar to that, but I cannot remember what it was. But um, we've reached like a point in society where, like, um, even uh, there was a mass shooting in New Zealand uh, a few like months, maybe like a few weeks ago, weeks or months scale, where the dude like live streamed it and then like mm-hmm. openly mentioned other like <laughs> streamers and like people from online um in while he was doing the mass shooting so it's it's very weird that um it's so easy to access such horrific like violence in real life um and i feel like this was like this was definitely before any of that kind of stuff happened but it was like the anxiety leading up to that yeah and it's like it's not entirely inaccurate but when i say that i mean like stuff has kind of happened that fits under this like umbrella but it's um there's a certain extreme that tends to happen when it comes to technology predicting or like media predicting technologies like downfall that it's never going to reach that extreme. Mm-hmm. We'll have something that feels similar, but like, um, you're never going to have like a piece of media that says like, go kill somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like we we're looping back into this, but, um, like, yeah, that stuff has happened and there are ties in, but it's kind of like these people are would have done this with or without the technology most likely. Yeah. They would have channeled it somewhere else. Yeah. I feel like we're getting very political. Maybe. I think yeah, I mean it's it's hard to to uh 
make sense of it's yeah. it's like it's complex it's a complicated relationship that we have with technology um someone should do a whole album about it a brief inquiry into this online relationship i'm so sorry i'm i'm not gonna I stop think... talking about it this movie's really weird i liked it <laughs> no, yeah i liked, I liked, it, liked a lot. it too yeah but like i don't know how to I like i don't know what else to talk about like because we're we're gonna talk to about this movie Assuming people haven't seen it. Sure. And assuming people, like, I love you guys, whoever's listening, you probably aren't going to watch this movie, and that's okay. If you do, it's, on, on, Hoopla. it's on Hoopla. It's on Hoopla. But, like, what else can we say other than that it's a movie in three parts about the signal coming from technology? You could watch an episode of Black Mirror and get the same effect. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I really like this movie. I think you should watch it. But also, like, we're so far ahead in technology now like it's it doesn't matter what this movie's saying yeah. this Is movie walked movie... so ba- black mirror could run well, absolutely in this movie she's literally using a walkman like a disc cd player also it's 2008 why is she still using a cd player blows my Just mind mean, baby because that even it's, <laughs> even like it's a, a it's year two years dated. later yeah. she would have been having a iphone or ipod dude i had mp3s years before oh, like an mp3 sure, player yeah. years before this movie came out mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> it's weird because like technology even even wasn't as advanced to the yeah. point where 2007 that was like two years after youtube started yeah like i just yeah i don't know what else to say about this should we go into segments then yeah. I, I feel like we didn't talk about the movie at all. Well, we 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 did. Yeah. We and did. also, as much as it is about relationships, like with technology, it's also about interpersonal relationships. Yeah, because he's clearly like uh, Chrisman's clearly a piece of shit, like mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. Right. Who was- is um the what's the word for it? Uh, when you like over protective, abusive. Yeah. He's very a- jealous. Yeah. He's um. God, there's a fucking word. Whatever. He's like constantly checking in and being like, where were you? What were you doing? Da, 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 da. Were you with somebody? And I mean, she was, but he's still right. not yeah. nice. And then so this woman, Maya, is in, like is married to Lewis and also is dating Ben. I think it's Ben. And um, yeah, it's about like that kind of dynamic. But also like in the second part, you get the dynamic of the ma- the woman who mar- like murders her husband and then has her friend come in. She's like, I'm sorry I killed your friend. And he's like, it's okay. So that whole like interpersonal dynamic is very, very weird. And then you have another like guy come in the mix and nobody really knows what his deal is. Yeah. So it's like the interpersonal dynamics of this are really weird. I think um, the, the signal, the titular signal, titular. basically like enhances your anxieties and makes them like that's what you're hallucinating because like the one dude is constantly just hallucinating about other people trying to have sex with his wife which is what he's most afraid of um and then there's the the girl who um she we don't see her hallucinating at first um but um uh not the the girl on anna um her husband comes back to life and she's dancing with him him back yeah and uh i guess that's i'm gonna cut that up (laughs) uh why i don't know i guess that's not relevant to my point i think the other 
more important thing is the one uh the the guy who helps out um the other girl at first he is very very paranoid about people being crazy Mm -hmm. about being hurt by other people because he got hit by the hammer oh yeah and then he kills the guy and he's like oh no that guy was just worried that i was crazy and then like as many like he at every point he's like are you crazy like to the point where that's the reason he gets killed is because he starts being very aggressive to um the the girl what's Maya? her name Maya he he becomes very aggressive to Maya cuz he thinks that she's crazy when she's not and that um is what causes him to die so i think like the infection really is just like enhancing the stuff that you're worried about i guess like um even the jack quaid guy that we were talking about when he gets to the station he hallucinates that but he reaches Maya yeah. and she's already dead so yeah <laughs> i don't Good know point. what do you think i don't know i i think that i initially didn't pick up on that the hallucinations were doing that right i just thought yeah. that it was like general horrific things but yeah like that's exactly right like everyone's initial horrors are kind of shown and not to bring it back to media but let's be honest like yeah when you look at media you're gonna immediately look at where people are shining and you are not oh for sure i think well and that ties back to instagram taking out their likes dude i fucking love that shit yeah i mean to go back to that like influencers are gonna be obsolete thank god which is like really cool to see because we kind of got to see the rise and fall of influencer culture hopefully the fall but also you think about how we didn't have this three years ago where are we going to be at in three years that people are really kind of freaking out about and i feel like that kind of sums up a lot of what we've already talked about is there's no way for us to know right. like what technology holds for the future. But some of it's going to be good and some of it's going to be bad. Like It's really cool to have like a global connection with people all over the world. You can see what anybody's posting, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. But also, there are some negative consequences that we're just now figuring out. Yeah. So I'm right. really curious to see where we'll be yeah, I think, um, in the future. Uh, another example of this is like the news media like you were talking about how everything that they report is negative which um to be fair a lot of the world is negative but like i'm thinking specifically of fox news which is causing a lot of people to be worried about stuff that is not really an issue like Mm -hmm. immigration and like immigration liberal kneeling on a pitch (laughs) i moved on her like a bitch excited to be indicted unrequited house with seven pools thank you kanye very cool what are you uh quoting there i don't know what that is it's love it if we made it um but yeah so like i i think fox news like uh like enhances it it honestly i think a lot of people who voted for Trump, I think they are being brainwashed by the media that they watch, like Fox News or the people that they follow, like people like Ben Shapiro or other like um, the Steven Crowder dude or like other like there are people who 
um, are very popular on the conservative side that will reassure you that, hey, the other side is evil. <laughs> like, um, immigrants are out to get you. Like, stuff, stuff like that. So, like, I think that technology is definitely harmful in that way to where if if you don't like um open your or if you don't like look at enough real stuff you can be convinced of that stuff is happening to you that will scare you and cause you to um act politically in a way that is detrimental to a lot of other people. Do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I think sad. that, like, kind of low-key ties into when I was bringing up Mean World Syndrome. Yeah. That's awful, man. And, I mean, there's the same thing on, for me, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, personally, like, I wasn't really, like, a leftist until I got i started going on twitter a lot and like reading seeing like tweets that went viral that were like from leftists and like people tweeting about um (laughs) socialism and stuff and like so like it can be good and bad and like even there are like people online who are who claim to be leftists who are problematic and like have issues yeah um with what they post you know yeah um but and there's a lot of like it's very easy to make fun of people but um not actually turn that into an actual like social movement or a political movement i don't know i i feel like (laughs) when you're on twitter like it's very common to uh make fun of other people's posts uh, which is good in a way because like it it'll trick people into coming onto your side. Yeah. But it's also bad because that really doesn't affect the real world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I get it. I typically re- refrain from doing that. I'll send. Yeah. I'll like send stuff and make fun of it, but I, I don't typically publicly do that because I'm not trying to like, unless somebody like is piece of garbage but like i typically don't like to like make fun of people publicly because like such a such a huge amount of self-consciousness already exists why contribute yeah i i mean it's i i don't think it's the problem is like making fun of people i think the problem is that making fun of people is easier than actually doing anything politically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is entirely. Yeah. So, um, people, you can like post something or like retweet something. And even personally, I felt this way where like, I, I can easily retweet stuff that I support, but like I, if I don't really do anything about it, then what is the point? Then what's the point? You know, so I don't know. It's like there's positives and negatives. Well, I guess the this point was is very rambly and sorry. pointless. We don't. We can cut all this if we want, yeah. but like the point to we that, cut everything we've said. The point. The point to doing something like tweeting and talking about it is that you're engaging conversation that can help another person not realize that that conversation needs to be had. So there's yeah, a positive for sure. Um, but it doesn't enact social change 
exactly, but it could change someone's vote. I have a friend who grew up, she was very, very Republican, and her family's very Republican. And they still are. Me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Continue. But, um, and now she, like, as, like, an adult, like, she's very liberal. Yeah. Which is cool. So I'm, like, it's, like, because she was, like, super Republican. And it's, like, one of those, when we were kids, like, she didn't know what she was talking about. Because none mm-hmm. of us did. Mm-hmm. But she was just saying what she was hearing from her parents. But now I think being exposed to like media. Right. Especially where she's getting these like outside opinions. And she's like able to kind of think more for herself. It's really cool. That's literally like the story of me. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be great to see how long it takes her to become a leftist. I mean, it's it's like documented that people who live in cities or people who go to college, people who um have an opportunity to interact with people who are different from them generally end up more on the liberal side than the conservative side because like i feel like when you meet people who don't have the same type of life as you or don't have the same type of experiences as you and then you like make friends with them and understand their experience that like gives you more empathy uh to just politically in general, like you will have more empathy for other people. Um, so I feel like being online can help with that because like you, it's an easy way to meet, to uh, see other people's experience. Like, didn't you talk about like how uh, you used to be very, Oh yeah. I used to be a piece of shit until um, you, were on tumblr until i graduated from high school left texas and then i was on tumblr yeah and just i shit you not and i hate to give credit to that fucking hell site oh my god but getting a tumblr account actually changed my politics entirely yeah uh i used to say a lot of slurs and i learned through that website not to say slurs oh for sure um and then twitter and like when i got to college i of course met better people but then I engaged with them on like Twitter and I like saw their politics through social media and Mm -hmm. it transformed me and for the better, like I am entirely who I am. Thank thankfully because of technology. Yeah. So like I, like I exist as like a positive turn of like technology didn't make me worse. It made me in fact infinitely better of a person. Yeah. I feel the same way. But that's also because I think that there is a certain, um, I'm not saying like, I'm not calling myself like I'm such an amazing person, but I do think that there is something within me that wanted to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case for most people for or not most people. people for, for everyone. I should say like most people, I do think there is a want to be better, but there are people that don't. So like interactions online do the opposite effect and they cause them to um, not assimilate, but instead um, the opposite of assimilate. That's word I can't think of where you stand by yourself and isolate. Yeah. 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 Like you, 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 yeah, basically like you're like, well, the thing I am is better. Yeah. Um, it's also like easy to find, um, just people that who already agree with you and will just like fortify your already your views that you have already. But what were you going to say about yourself? I was just going to say that like Twitter is the reason like I'm a leftist now. Cause yeah. I, I, I was never like conservative, but I was definitely um, like centrist, like type in like 
later um, years of high school maybe freshman yeah libertarian type that's what i called myself like, my senior year of high school freshman year of college for sure but then like growing up and like seeing other people's uh opinions and stuff on twitter definitely like made me a socialist or leftist go ahead and call yourself a socialist (laughs) the only reason i don't say socialist is because i feel like um i haven't like read enough theory to say i'm an actual socialist you know believe in pretty much all socialists but we can cut this but well pretty much who knows i feel like we're gonna cut this columbus socialists are all pretentious oh well that's like a a national dsa issue really yeah that's like fucking punch up the jam was talking about that they released a new episode today did you listen to it no they they released a new episode today and they were just shitting on dsa (gasps) the whole it's also they live in la yeah well and then Hayes was on it so very shitty online um Hayes from hollywood handbook who he loves anyways they were shitting on, like there's a socialist there's a national socialist like internal thing but that's a problem with like literally all liberal things but whatever that we cut all this that's just a tangent but anyways we should get back to we should do our segments now because it's 11 yeah, 30 yeah okay um coolest so, kill obviously balloon neck are we doing best kill we're starting with that it's balloon neck if you have a different opinion you can let suck me it. let me think let, let me think because okay. part of me wants to say the decapitation decapitation was cool i still think the balloon <laughs> the balloon pump neck was more fun that's definitely the most creative yeah yeah okay let's call balloon neck decapitation has a close second it me. was shot better for sure that shot was amazing Oof, but yeah yeah getting stabbed in the neck with a balloon pump and then having it like pump out (laughs) blood that's unprecedented creativity that was yeah all right Uh, so what would you do who are you what would you do if it were you in this movie (laughs) i hiccuped i cannot i think i would be the person who's most haunted by the cats trailer (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so the thing with this is if you're consuming the media that's how it turns you yeah your girl's always consuming the media oh, for absolutely. sure so i would definitely get violent and ultimately be killed because pretty much all the violent people in this die so um i I'm, i can't really assign myself to anybody particularly but i i think i would just be like one of the randoms that's just violent like i think that would be me and i would just die um yeah i i think maybe i relate to like clark i think his name was who was the other guy who's the landlord the landlord yeah yeah um he he was like pretty just like a normal guy who was just reacting normally or maybe i also sort of relate to um the guy who gets decapitated who's very paranoid about Mm -hmm. um other people i feel like if i caught the um whatever it was i i feel like the crazy is what they called it yeah like for sure probably not uh luke luke Lu- lewis lewis 
Mm-hmm. Not Lewis, for sure. Not Lewis. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I I w- I definitely see in myself the potential to be <laughs> um, a very violent person. But but I also like I don't know. I I don't see a situation where I can think rationally and think that because in this movie like everyone like believes that what they're doing is the correct is the correct thing so like i i don't see a situation where i i can believe rationally that hitting someone is the right choice or like killing someone is the right choice yeah so probably the um the freaking guy who's just paranoid about other people killing him might probably turn into that guy because, like, that's the only way I can justify killing other people, you know? I agree. I think yeah. a little bit with that. Like, I'd get really freaked out and, like, worried about other people as well. Yeah. And, like, where I stand in with all that, but I don't know if I'd go that far. But also, like, he's affected, so mm-hmm. you never know. I just was saying for shits, I'd probably be the woman throwing the party. <laughs> yeah. She was great. Just, she like, was great. Trying to still have my fucking New Year's Eve party worrying if guests are coming, even though I just, like, killed a man. Like, yeah. Crazy shit. But I like your answer about... um being that one guy because i feel like i relate to that as well yeah yeah like i definitely do get annoyed but like i i am much more likely to just yell at someone than actually like physically assault them you know yeah so i i don't think that i'd reach a point where i'd be like it's okay to hit someone you know and, like, I've had moments, like, where I was, like, really, really paranoid. And, like, I just, like, my mind wasn't right. Yeah. And it was, like, scary. And I got, like, really freaked out. But, like, I never, like, would think about hurting someone else. Right. Yeah. Like, in that. But I, I was also, like, very much worried about, like, other people, like, coming after me. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. a way. So, like, that really kind of hits home of, like, being in that, like, where you're not, like, thinking about the world rationally. Like, how you're worried that, like, everyone's out to get you. Like, mm-hmm. I relate to that. Yeah. Okay, so would you survive? No. No, hell no. <laughs> I'm always tweeting. Yeah, I am constantly online. I don't watch TV a lot. Uh, so maybe if it was just like a TV, live TV <laughs> infection. It's, like, it's interesting though, because the one girl is kind of saved until the end because she listens to everything on a Discman. On a Discman, And yeah, like with yeah. the over-the-ear headphones, she's like not paying attention to any of these like modern technologies. We right. like, kind of didn't talk about that. But like Maya is really only safe to the end until she's like forced to watch the video. By, yeah, um, I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, Kristen, you're right. But she's like using older technology and it like is the thing that saves her. Yeah. To that point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'd probably just be listening to podcasts all day. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in the same position as Maya. Don't talk to me. But I'm listening to my podcast. The radio when she was in the car. Oh, was it? Yeah, she was oh, listening to static. her mix CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like everywhere. Yeah. So pre-recorded stuff, I guess you're fine. Yeah. I listen maybe. to a lot of cassette tapes, so maybe I'd be okay. Probably, yeah. There's this album I really like. <laughs> That I own on cassette tape, so I think I'd be okay. Samantha, would what? you survive? No, I said a no. Um, I definitely wouldn't because I would become I because of I actually you know I don't really watch any live TV now, but back when this came out, I did oh, watch absolutely. a ton of live TV. So yeah, I would 
There's no, yeah. I wouldn't survive. Oh, yeah, 2007, so, that was what. Nowadays, no, me. but then again, like, the rules don't really apply It'd to It'd be Twitter. Now. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I would, yeah, hands down, murdered. Yeah. Sorry, I'm buying a Lost Boy sticker. You're saying you don't watch live TV like you don't watch the Big Brother feeds? We watch Big that Brother. That is different. That's no, it is thing. not. That is a live stream. Oh my live god! Stream, yeah. Um, it's I creepy. do watch a lot of live streams. But that being said, I don't <laughs> Twitch watch. Streams. I don't watch the Big Brother live feed. I listen to them like I was. I would listen to a podcast while I'm working. Yeah. So I'll be like filing, and I'm just like listening to the Big Brother house guests talking <laughs> to each other live from the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Sure, Jan. So what are we rating this movie out of? Oh fuck! Um, signals, screens. screens, screens. I'm okay with screens, TV screens. <laughs> Out uh, of static noises, uh, insert static noise here. <laughs> Out of some sick ass uh, rat sticks. Man, what do I do? I've never, I've never killed anybody before. What do I do? I'm not gonna fuck around. You know what? What do I do? <laughs> The ultimate rat stick, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> rat stick. Um, I'm fine with screens. Screams. Screens, you said? Screens. Okay. How many black mirrors do we rate this out <laughs> that's of? That's good, that's good. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> I oh my god. <laughs> and she looks so <laughs> smug when you said that. You can't see him at home, but he looks so <laughs> smug right now. <laughs> oh. I don't um, know. I'd say like eight. I think this was a good movie. I think they did really well with the budget that they had. I don't... It's like definitely not perfect. Uh, and there are stuff that could be changed. Like the script wasn't that great, to be honest. Like the story is interesting, but just the lines rip each other's clothes off and fuck our way to freedom. I really hope people don't, don't talk so like that to each other in real life. Mm, could get some work. Um, so I'd say an eight. I also give it an eight. I liked it. Um, I want to watch it sober just to see if I get more out of it. Right. Because I feel like, I don't know about you guys, I was like a little bit more drunk. Mm-hmm. on this episode than i have been oh, so too. it was like hard harder to keep track but i want to i'm gonna give it a six six okay i it's a good story i um i liked that it was broken up into three parts oh my god we didn't talk about how this is basically a british movie the only thing that can make this movie better is if it was british this feels like it should be British. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that later. In the morning we, after. We Thank God we have a morning after. Remind me in the morning after the to morning talk about after. this because okay. this was basically a British film. I don't know. It's not going to stick with me in any sort of way. It's not a bad movie. I just didn't particularly love it. There were some cool aspects about it, like the um, practical, like, uh, shot, like the um, Sense8 like thing and. Um, some of the deaths were really cool but i just the story is just kind of i went on a tangent about this earlier like i just don't particularly love stories like this um so six you don't love stories like it's like where it's like media, media. oh yeah, yeah okay technology but i'm about to like in the, i also i'm about to in the rex like uh hardcore oh um, for sure contradict myself but anyways 
This is also kind of an outbreak movie. I kind of picked oh, it yeah. thinking it would be similar to Pontypool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I, I stand by that. I think it is yeah, like a yeah. little bit of an outbreak. Yeah. Influenced by media. Do we want to roll into Rex? Yeah, hell yeah. Hunter, I have I a lot. Pull up Obviously, hand. Pontypool. Yeah. Which you a... just talked about. Which, that's on a radio station. And it involves an outbreak. People being violent. And it involves the media. But it's kind such of, a better a way. movie. It is much better. Just like in the story. It's the story, so yeah. good. Yeah. Actually, I think this, I haven't read Pontypool, the book, but this, I think, is similar to how the book was because I think the book was mostly just like just random stories of stuff happening around the town um, while the radio station was is playing in the background. Okay. Whereas the movie focused a lot more just on the radio station. The freaking library does not have the book, and I'm pissed because yeah. I want to read it. Do you guys have other ones? I have a few that I, I wrote do, down. I do. I do. Sorry, I'm trying to. Okay. I have a couple. Um, my first rec is The Crazies. Oh, yeah. Which we've sure. talked about. We're going to cover it soon because I think oh, Molly particularly is I like. I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> Shout out to our fucking Patreon donors who didn't vote for The Crazies, who voted for paranormal suggestion which was paranormal activity. paranormal activity which was my suggestion so like i guess thank you but i want to watch the crazies now yeah it's a Harish and i watched it earlier this year and i determined that i do still like it yeah um it's a good ass movie but it's just kind of about a town losing their mind and killing each other which is exactly what this is right uh for different reasons and um you know not a complex but a pretty solid reasoning in the crazies right um then i want to talk about i wanted to bring up your next just because the one of the main, the main characters is from it, your yeah. next and i will only ever see him from your next and also it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made so um videodrome which creation right. i brought up we just recently watched it. it's from the 80s with james woods and it's a uh um cronenberg film cronenberg. yeah and it's about negative effects of media it has and a lot of similar themes i personally read that movie in a fandom sense of like a rise and fall of somebody due to fandom and it's a okay. really really weird analysis that i could probably like write like a 10 page paper on yeah um but i it's a really it's more sex based mm-hmm. but there is a lot of violence included in it oh for sure do yeah. you have anything while we're on the topic because i feel like you were also going to wreck it uh yeah, I was also gonna recommend it. Um, it it is it does have a lot of similar themes about how violence, um, and media interact, and it's also about how, um, it also involves hallucinations from watching yeah. a video. Um, but it it also like a major theme of it is how media and reality interact Mm -hmm. to where like the media affects the reality for him and reality affects the media that he watches and all of that uh it it, it's uh it's a really good movie yeah um and more well done than this yeah but i still feel silly recommending it even though i literally just said like i didn't love this kind of story but like i really really like videodrome i don't know if it's just because it's a little different right we we like when we started the movie um like after watching like the first 15 minutes i think both of us were like oh we're gonna hate this but then by the end of it it was pretty good yeah 
Um, another one I wanted to recommend is Natural Born Killers. Oh, um, yeah. Jesus. Have you seen it? No, but you talk about it a lot. Yeah, because it, well, it was the trailer it was, was playing at the Gateway. Yeah, it was playing Gateway. Um, I want to recommend it because it's literally about media inciting inciting violence. Violence, yeah. Um, it's about, the story is about um, Woody Harrelson and, um, fuck, what's her name? Lewis. Julie. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Um they play these this couple that's basically like so in love with each other mickey but they and mallory. yeah mickey and mallory but they basically kind of they're like based on a real couple. um kindly i don't think it's as based on a real couple as everyone thinks it is okay um i think i might have like there it's kind of inspired by certain acts yeah um kind of like texas chainsaw yeah, yeah but um it's about this couple who basically bonnie and clyde's it and like does a bunch of crime for sensationalism which is exactly kind of what bonnie and clyde were um and they do it because like noobs coverage is obsessed with them and it's making them more famous than like it's also like kind of like chicago um where like the crime makes you more famous than any celebrity right uh but it it there's it's not just that though like there are ways that media is portrayed as like an evil that are are very well done and that's coming from me oh yeah yeah yeah. um and i don't i am somebody who advocates as media is not the evil right but i think that that movie does a good job doing it so yeah uh natural born killers and then since eight just because we were talking about the practicality of like the one shot and if you really appreciated that the whole show of sense eight is just like that Mm -hmm. um and then lastly uh xx the anthology um because you know what i'm talking about right yeah yeah Yeah. there's the party uh the one about the the birthday party you know segment the oh yeah the birthday party and it reminded me of the second part the second part of this movie reminded me of the birthday party segment sure yeah and it's entirely just because the way the women the lead women in it act Act. yeah that's it that makes sense did you have more did you say 28 days later i did not but i should days later I think visually, I was like, just talking about really that today. similar. And we'll talk about this more in the morning after why we think this. Very British vibes. Um, Shaun of the Dead also. Oh yeah, mostly yeah. for like how the second part operates. Yeah, um, I have like, one. Have anything else? I have one called Pulse. Uh, this was a movie that I watched on TV. I I watched like the second like half of it on TV. Um, when I was in high school. Uh, and it's this movie called Pulse, which apparently stars Kristen Bell Hell and yeah. nice. uh, Jonathan Tucker, Sam Levine, Octavia Spencer is in it, apparently. <gasps> oh my god, Octavia yeah. Spencer from Ma? Ricky Lindholm is in it. There's a lot of just random famous people in it, which uh, I didn't know because like, I watched this in high school before I knew anything about media, but... um. It's it's basically about this computer hacker who gets kind of possessed, I guess, and then dies. Um, and like his friends try to understand what's going on, and it turns out there's like monsters traveling through radio waves, basically, and uh, that's what's killing people. And it's it's basically an exploration of that. Uh, I I think it's it's probably bad. <laughs> I haven't I've only seen it in high school on TV, so I don't really have a good uh, review of it. But um, it was it's an interesting movie to watch, and so I recommend that. And it has similar themes to this. 
I would just also emphasize Black Mirror. Black Mirror, for sure. Specifically the White Bear episode. Yeah. I think is a good one. And then Metalhead, because we talked about it in our most recent Morning After. Morning After, yeah. I don't know. There's like there's a better one. I'm just not thinking of it. Yeah. But White Bear, I think, is either the greatest one of all time. Well, if you're talking close. about um, like Cause Instagram, also like, there's the... Um, nosedive. Nosedive, which is about likes and I've stuff. I've never seen that one. Dude, really? It's good. Yeah. It's basically the community episode with Meow Meow Beans, the app. I love that it's, episode. It's, it's the same story. But um, <laughs> also, like, I, w- I would say White Bear again, because she's, like, running around, and she sees everyone's on their phone. Yeah. And, like, she's like, why aren't you doing anything? These people are, like, coming after right, me. Right, right. So, it, like, is also a commentary on, like, people's interactions with technology, like, in a media space where we're interacting with like technology it's really, yeah like i don't know i love that episode a lot okay um is that it yeah that's all i got plugs uh i'm on twitter at save our shaggy that's scooby-doo reference and i'm on instagram and letterbox at samanthadon13 i'm on twitter at midsummer queen that's a midsummer reference and I am on Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes and on Letterboxd at M O one one Y H A I N E S. I'm at uh, Not a Credit Card and Everything. Um, you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror um, on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at Gmail dot com. If you want to email us, we have our Facebook and Letterboxd. Both are just Tipsy Terror. If you search, um, and you can find it. And then we have our websites. Sorry, I have one more like personal ish plug. Um, our good friend Sydney Lawson is having a comedy show oh, a yeah. couple nights up in Toledo, yeah. August 9th and August sixteenth. Um, I think it's Glass City Improv. That maybe sounds right. That sounds right. Um, you can also refer back to our Amityville Horror episode. She like mentions it. Yeah. There, go support. Um, our friend Sydney. She's great. She's funny, and also support local Toledo comedy. Right um and then we have our websites tipsyterror.rip tipsyterror.com tipsyterror.wtf and tipsyterror.pub dot pub um and we have our patreon subscribe to us on patreon patreon.com slash tipsyterror sorry for yelling at our patreon donors thank you so much for giving us money (laughs) we have um we're gonna oh yeah for one dollar a month you can vote in polls um to uh decide one of our episodes that we're gonna do um you can also make suggestions to us uh on your on patreon and we also for five dollars a month we do one bonus episode a month uh and this month's episode is gonna be probably gonna be out by now i think um Mm, and maybe and it's in it's about uh music in Isn't horror it? movies. Yep. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Bye. 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 This is video drum without sex.